everybody and welcome to general casual the place where you can learn anything and everything through our bouncy swervy adhd brains i'm michael and join with me as always is richard i always want to take a pause after introducing myself because you're gonna do it i'm like i'm michael i'm richard Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's us. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and today we're talking about us and how no. we're dumb. <laughs> no. Uh, so we. Richard just went to a concert and wanted to. No, it's <laughs> not at all what it was. Actually, I don't remember why this got brought up, but either way. Lisa, we both saw the same thing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You sent it to me. Yeah. Uh, basically, we watched uh, as we're getting inspired we're by just TikTok. TikTok constantly. Yeah. But... Uh, well, no, you know. So, it's not because we we feel waves of TikTok. It's because hey, we stumbled across one thing, and then we're like, oh, this, this resonated. Yeah, with this me. resonated with me. So uh, I was gonna say I didn't indirectly mean to do it this way, but this uh, this topic is actually has a little bit to do with bees after our last episode, but that's mostly because um, it's about togetherness and shared experiences in a hive mind. Ooh. So you would say that bees are the ultimate at this? I mean, more. I don't think they're. We don't know whether they're sharing experiences. I need a scientist to get on the on but collective effervescence. We need to get back into Emil Durkheim, even though I'm pretty sure he's dead, <laughs> and say, "Hey, you need to go look at bees now and see if." Well, if ori- this is originally he was like the original rave is bees. <laughs> bees. So uh, the word of of this episode is collective effervescence. Evanescence. No. <laughs> Corrective evanescence. <laughs> oh my god, no, no. that's not bad. Collective ev- effervescence. Effervescence. Yes. So it's a it's a term that means, um, or it basically has to do with a state of heightened collective emotional intensity and shared experiences that occurs when individuals come together in a group setting. So. I'm going to um, prime example of this nowadays is concerts. If you go to a concert and everybody's staring at the band or individual and they're all feeling similar emotions as the person sings or whatever on stage. Prime examples. Like if you go to a Taylor Swift concert, everybody's like, Oh my God, Taylor Swift. Right. Um, and even people who don't normally traditionally relate with Taylor Swift being at that experience and you come out of it, you get this like, wonderful sensation at the end everybody's positive everybody's like oh taylor swift is amazing it's exactly like like they're glowing and they have phosphorescence (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) collective phosphorescence leads to collective (laughs) effort my goodness so this term uh was actually coined by the french sociologist named emile durkheim um and he described it um Actually, he observed um, as part of a religious-oriented things. So he put together this uh, seminal work, uh, The Elementary Forms of Religious Life. And he argued that religious rituals, through their structured and symbolic nature, create a sense of sacredness and foster collective cohesion among believers. It's over 100 years old now. <laughs> yeah, it's written in 1912. But overall, um, that... That sense of together and cohesion um, isn't just restricted to religious um, groups. Although, um, as we talked about a couple episodes ago when it came to the whole education stuff and uh, Florida, Mm -hmm. we did kind of touch a little bit on kind of the religious elements of that. 
on the Ten Commandments and stuff like that. And that did kind of resonate with me when you sent me that TikTok about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how religious groups, or in essence, the TikTok itself pointed out, a guy was saying, hey, um, it's a wonder that um, evangelical people today um, have never had this sensation before. You can definitely tell that they've never been to a concert before. Yeah. Because they're so dedicated towards their religious group and their cohesion of their religious group. Whereas if they got this feeling from anywhere else, they'd be a little bit more removed from that. Mm. Because that sensation, you just feel this cohesion and collective to whatever gets you that feeling. It's that dopamine aspect dopamine, as well. That's what it is. It's not, I said in the last episode, serotonin. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Dopamine rush. Uh, and I actually found that interesting because I think he was kind of going, can someone tell me what that feeling is? Right. And then um, the the, per, the the duet person said, that's what this is. It's yeah. They basically talked about this. Uh, which is, in in essence, it's about community and the the feeling of being drawn together. Wanting to be around other people. Um, so... And- I think another couple of prime examples is not only a concert, but I actually uh, accumulate that same sense of feeling in like a comedy show. Oh, yeah. Um, when he, the person may honestly not not be the funniest comic, but when you're in that environment surrounded by people who are laughing, or hopefully anyway, if the comic is actually good enough to get people started laughing, but once it kind of starts and everybody gets in the mood and stuff like that, where it's a little bit drunk or whatever, but... Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time. Things like that. Um, and we're going to go over kind of the negative oh. repercussions of, of collective uh, effervescence as well. But I, I, I've got uh, I've got one more example. Yeah. Uh, you're in the movie theater on an airplane and then the movie just finishes or the airplane touches down and then one person starts to clap, clap. and yeah. then everybody and the else starts is like, to clap. yeah, when you know outside of that situation... That's a no dumb thing to do. That's a stupid thing to do. You're, you're not an, at a play. You're yeah. not at a musical. Also, planes touch down all the time, and it shouldn't be a big whoop yeah. when when <laughs> the plane touches down because that's terrifying. And when a movie ends, there's nobody to listen to you clap. No. But, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like, yeah, we did it together. All right, cool. Let's standing ovation the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, all great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the psychology associated with this um is so obviously i talked about emil durkheim and stuff like that um he's durkin <laughs> he is durkin yep <laughs> it's like wheeling and dealing you're emilian and durkin so it has a lot to do with um human sense of wanting to be a part of something and usually that has to do with tribalism and stuff like that um in general, when you're in a group of people that are all kind of dedicated towards the same objective, everybody gets that sense of togetherness and that sense of community. Everybody wants to be a part of something. I wish that was more effective when I'm teaching kids. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're you like, could argue they that... They all have the sense that they don't want to be there. And right, so exactly. Like, Rebel! It's against the school. Yeah, I mean, you can even view in that same uh, line um, that anarchy ideas are followed the same way is in a sense to be together which is kind of funny uh you're talking about counterculture yes counterculture i mean yeah i mean that's anarchy whatever but yeah yeah. anarchism today not like like viva love revolution no i was gonna Um, say like the punk movement yes like the punk movement is still an idea of collective effervescence yeah because you're going well i don't believe 
in this overarching governmental culture, oh, well, there's a culture for me. And then you just join another big moving group, um, which is kind of like the moving from one sheep group to another sheep group. (laughs) Well, and I guess what's interesting about it is it depends on on how the group kind of pulls everything together, right? So oftentimes, obviously with concerts, it's tied together with music, but I think religious groups are kind of the same way. Um, During like um, holier days like Easter or Christmas or things like that, there's oftentimes where there's music associated Mm -hmm. with things. It brings together a sense of unity because everybody's singing the same thing or things like that. Um, That's why concerts are so effective. Everybody has, even if they're singing in their head, it's that familiar sense of, I may not know exactly all the words, but I know the rhythms. I know the um, melodies and things like that. I feel if we had a spiritual or gospel church, I don't know what the correct category for that is. I mean, gospel church Um, Which was like a lot more singing and grooving. Yeah. Um, I think I would be way more into the church scene because I'd be like, if I go to church and I'm having a good time, why would I hate it? I've been to a couple of those services and they're definitely energetic and Uh and fun and um, definitely more involved. Um, I don't know any of those songs whatsoever, but I felt like I was like, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm dancing. I'm grooving. Um, But that's also like the positivity associated with that, right? They, uh, in those groups, uh, it's supposed to trigger those positive, happy emotions. Um, However. Dopamine rush related to God. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing is it can have the opposite effect too. I think once you get once you get far enough in that kind of collectivism, um, depending on who's leading that group, can take it a different direction. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did want to talk a little bit about just one negative of, of this. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has posit- positive things, and we'll go over a lot of the positives as we already have. But I, the one like big negative of that is you're dependent on the person who's leading the group to then d- decide where to go. It's not a democratic oriented thing. You're not getting all different um, uh, uh, communication. It's not coming in from everywhere because everybody's sharing the experience, right? Yeah. It's uh, one one individual, a Taylor Swift, who is then leading the entire crowd down whichever road they're doing. And may I, in an aside, say she does a fantastic job leading her concerts. Well, of course, because she's always out she's there going the positive. Yeah, of she's that. like, look at those fans. Make sure they have the right to see me. But, I mean, the negative would be, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Method, ba- Baptist, the one, the church that's down in the South that's basically preaching hate constantly or violence. Well, I indirectly. can also throw it a different way and, you know, throw it at flat earthers. Yeah, exact um, same thing. Uh, with the prevalent thing that social media is disseminating bad information. Mm-hmm. If you follow a group like that and you fully believe in the cause and you just want to be accepted because you don't have anything else around you, you find these groups who are like, hey, we're really confident. We know everything. So come join us and we're going to hold these platforms and stuff. And that was also with a lot of the elections in the past 10 years and a lot of the movements that have been going on in the past 10 years. They've all kind of echoed the same sentiment in different ways. So that's in itself... Uh, an act of collective effervescence. Social media in general is. You have people who are just on Facebook. You have people who are just on Twitter. You have people who can use multiple platforms, but they have their one of choice. Um, usually that's where they get their information from, right? Um, 
or in our case, like now TikTok is like a big thing. Um, <laughs> TikTok is a funny one. But, and yeah. that's the thing is you and I and my wife and our friends in general, mm-hmm. we share in that together because we're sharing it with each other on a platform that we enjoy. Um, however, as we saw in a handful of the elections in previous years, when you go too far down that rabbit hole and I think a prime example of that, as you just mentioned, is flat earthers. Yeah. They're so set on trying to prove their rightness that they ignore everything else around them. They yeah. create their own echo chambers. Oh, I was hey, I was just about to say that. It's kind of because we've talked about echo chambers before. Yeah, I think we were talking episode. with Corey about uh elections. Well, and I think we talked about an open mindedness. We've talked about yeah. like a couple of times. Trying to find a time where you're not in an echo chamber with other right. people. It's actually good to have people who are you know, opposite groups or believe in different things than you, just so you have other people who are keeping your ego down. Um and echo chambers go hand in hand sort of with this idea of collective effervescence because normally you're gonna be in these big groups, like even a concert. You might not know anybody there, but you have one thing in common. You like the artist. Yeah. And that's going to be true in any group. And no matter what, you could have very different opinions from the person next to you. But because you believe in one big thing and you're having uh, a kind of a life-changing experience together or like a big positive moment in your life, it could lead into this echo chamber mentality. Well, and so I did want to talk a little bit about the the benefits of collective effervescence associated with that right um even though it has this you know sense of community and the the echo chambers associated with it it still brings that sense of belonging right everybody's sharing in that experience it gives you the happy positive feelings because you're with other people Mm. who may or may not be like-minded but they're enjoying in the experience at whatever is created in front of you right yeah i wonder if collective effervescence also kind of is like the if you go through like a life changing experience with somebody, you're more bonded to them. But hmm. that that might be just a, a food for thought on the side. Well, and I would assume that's probably like more on a small scale about you know uh, psychological impact and how that can yes. kind of create that sense of community. Interesting. Um, but uh, so belonging, social cohesion is is another one. You can relate to other people through whatever you're enjoying on the experience. Um, it gives you uh, a sense of meaning and purpose associated with it, usually having to do with the experience that's going on right in front of you. And like I said, it gets you that psychological well-being. If you if you enjoy those type of experiences, as long as they're not taken to the extreme or that's all you're doing, um, you can engage in this and come out of any of these experiences more happy. Absolutely. And it can lead to long-term happiness. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, the main thing, and we've talked about this a little bit, is has the social media impact and things like that and how everybody's already kind of in these tribal groups as a whole. Um, obviously, uh, voting and political stuff, that is its own uh, element of this. Uh, the red and the blue, you know, uh-huh. the team sports, um, as it were, which also sports is included as well. The red versus the blue. <laughs> <laughs> or hockey or football or literally any sport Mm -hmm. it's the same type of thing um 
K-pop versus J-pop. You yeah, know, it's all BTS, over the man. They're they're the BTS army. They're hey, all collective. Hey, Blackpink is better. Okay, sorry. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't even or, know who that is. Or the other one that you were talking to me about. Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Yeah, versus New Jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or OK Pop versus New Jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man we might be too invested in social media sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> we like music things though yes we do um but anyway the main thing is and we've talked about this before with the echo chamber element it's the awareness piece how can you determine how far along you are when is it too much um how does collective effervescence get to the be the point where it's like, all right, I'm in a cult now, as opposed to just being in a group of people that you enjoy being with, right? Yeah. Um. So, and this is what I actually <laughs> to kind of loop back around. It has to do with the leader, right? Um. If you're in a group of people that is getting led down a road. They're in in any of these groups. There's potential for manipulation. Um, you have this so strong sense of unity and strong sense of community that you can then be exploited by the people who are at the forefront of it. Um, that that's literally a prime definition of pretty much a cult. If if you're have your own set of rules that's created by your leader, and all of a sudden you uh things go wrong, and you're like, oh, I'm there's Kool-Aid in front of me and it may or may not be poison. That's probably not a good direction to go. But I love Kool-Aid. But not poison Kool-Aid. <laughs> How poisoned is it? <laughs> Jonestown poisoned. Oh, God. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um, cults are bad. <laughs> yes, cults are bad. Um, but, I mean, all of that can be grounded in reality, right? If you don't... And this is kind of what I was talking about to begin with is if all you have is these collective experiences... All you're getting is the dopamine rush, and you're not getting a break on that. That overabundance becomes a bad thing. Well, I, even in in that is, if it's only with your first sentence, if it's only providing you a dopamine rush and nothing else, it's not enriching your life in any other way. It's just like being an addict. You're That's true. addicted to the rush you're getting from this group, yeah, and how it makes you feel, but it's not enriching yourself in any other way. Um. I mean, it's like reading a book, you know, you are consuming the words, but you're also living the story that the book is telling you, whether it's an autobiography or science fiction, you're consuming something new. And a lot of these collective groups, you're just writing, excuse for the term, but you're just writing the high yeah. until you get to the, until you get to a certain point where you're like, this is not good enough. And so you go deeper. Yeah. Well, and and I think uh, as a side effect of that, right, if you have attached yourself to this new group, um, you become part of this community. But at the same time, it can lead to exclusion or polarization, mm -hmm. which is I think is happening more and more today is people are more and more involved in whatever community that they're part of and ignoring their neighbor or whoever has a difference of opinion from them. And therefore then it creates these blocks between people. Um, the issue with it ends up being is let's assume 
and not to keep using this Taylor Swift analogy, but let's assume you went to a Taylor Swift concert and you didn't have a ticket for one of your friends. And your friend took that experience and be like, I don't like Taylor Swift anymore because of this. Yeah. You've now caused that that breakage between you and well, you haven't, but that experience has now caused a breakage. You caused your you. friend to hate Taylor Swift, <laughs> and you should apologize to T Swizzle right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean overall, then that person didn't enjoy in that experience. That the friends then have a bunch of inside other things that they can talk about, whereas that other friend can't. Yeah. Um, the same could be said for. A number of different elements. I think the the most polarizing of which is po- politics today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, when a question comes out as who you voted for, and that really becomes the brunt of the discussion. It ends up being a problem because then it's like, well, what did we connect about before? Why were we friends before? How yeah. were we having good conversations before? Before oh, I found out all of your political ideas. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you you voted differently than I did, and that's wrong. Um, and I feel like we've had this type of conversation a couple of times before in our podcast. It, we, I think promote, we try and promote as best as we can, a sense of positivity and community and togetherness and open-mindedness. We're having a lot of nostalgia this episode. Don't even, we're not, <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> we're only 20 minutes in, Michael. We can't have a half an hour talking about n- nostalgia yet. <laughs> no, now we're just talking about all the things we remember from previous podcasts <laughs> in this podcast. I mean... Like- because this, I feel like we do come back to some of these subjects every now well, and then that really I, promote our message. I've got a, I've, I've got a, an example of this, right? Because uh, we haven't really talked about our own personal experience with That's collective true. effervescence. Um, I don't know why I always want to say the whole thing, but I want to be able to say the, that word. I want to say I corrective like, evanescence every yes. single time. It's great. Go listen to Evanescence, and if you and don't correct them and correct them, <laughs> or get corrected by them, exactly. um, is. Uh, last year, I went to a, I think her name is Beach Bunny. Okay. A, a Beach Bunny concert. Never heard of them. Oh, cool. But I was going because one of my friends asked me to go. And so it was a complete empty situation for me. I had nothing I was going to lose. Uh, and I only had things to gain, right? Because the worst thing that could have happened to me was that I didn't like the music. And to be fair, some of the openers I 100% didn't like. I've also experienced that with my friend who invited me to a bunch of metal concerts when he was my roommate. Very true. Um, and through all of these experiences, I could have experienced uh, this 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 feeling. And it just depends on whether I was enjoying myself or not. And that was all up to me to buy in to the this tribal collective together feeling of the concert. In a lot of the metal shows... I appreciated being there with my friends, but I really didn't appreciate the music, so it wasn't a standout moment, even though I've had good moments with uh, that friend before. Yeah. But then I went to this Beach Bunny concert, having never heard their music before, um, and I went through a couple of openers, which were, some of them were meh, and some of them were awesome. And then finally, Beach Bunny came out and did their music. And I had a really good time. I immediately made friends with people next to me who were smoking something. Um, I immediately made friends with people in front of me. Um, there was like so, there was like a 27-year-old and a 16-year-old like right next to us. And everybody was having a fantastic time. 
Um, we were jumping up and down and uh, enjoying all the music, and I had never heard it before. And I think that was like textbook collective effervescence. Yeah, I agree with that. I was um, basically the leader was the band, and together they were basically like, "Hey, come be, come um, get deluded by our ideals and our music, and just party." That's all it is. And it worked. It was really fun. And I had a fantastic time. And I put some of their music on some of my Spotify playlists. Yeah, there you go. And it did what it was meant to do. Is I remember that experience and now it's a part of me. Now, am I an avid Beach Bunny fan? No. Uh, do I like their music sometimes? Yes. But you I am not a... For it. Yes, I... Yeah, exactly. Have I been to another concert? No. But... It's now a part of me, and I can now relate to other people in that same way. And I think that's part of this is even if it's a brand new experience for you, it's a way to relate with others, which is what's important. Because relating to others is how we kind of get through life. Yeah, I would actually uh, kind of have another example, which isn't something that we've talked about already, but... um our kind of aspect of like trading card games mm-hmm. um that in itself is something that's very unique mm, obviously dopamine. yeah exactly <laughs> um but i mean there's the negative side of it too is where it's like the quote-unquote mouth breather the quote-unquote like <laughs> terrible smelling individual things like that and those oh. are the kind of things that you have to deal with when you usually go to an event yep um or things like that but that that is like a, a a prime coinage of of those things, but at the same time, doesn't have to deter that collectivism yeah. aspect of it as well. Absolutely, and I mean, I feel like that's why most people pick up hobbies or interests. It not only interests them, which is really what's most important, right? Um, but there's also other people they can relate to about it. Some people like to keep their hobbies private. Um, but at some point in your life, you were inspired to pick it up, probably from watching somebody else to do- doing it. Yeah. And in today's society, that's actually really easy to do now. So if you have explored something as like painting or uh, beach bunny music, things like that, there is now or has been for a while a community for that, whether that's through Reddit or YouTube or just Spotify. Yep. There are so many different ways for you to be part of a community now um, that don't have to be this hardcoreism or this you go find orthodox. The you go find the Discord that's related to that group. Exactly. Yeah. You can be as shallow or as deep as you want to be. Yeah. And I, I find that fantastic. Um, I have a couple of friends who've adventured out in the past couple of years in different groups that they found. And always those groups are related to the one idea the subject that they bond over, but then they just spread back out and are doing fun things. It's like, hey, uh, we're all part of the Wood Shavings Club. Would you like to go to a concert together? It's like, oh, all of these people bonded with the idea of CE, um, and they use that to go do events together. Collective Effervescence doesn't have to be this big and evangelical idea no um even though it started that way obviously but there's so many more opportunities nowadays that you can get that and on a smaller scale yeah without having to go as hardcore i'm talking to you introverts yeah and me introverts (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, overall, like gaming is a massive community. Obviously, playing online with people is a community. Um, building that social ties. Like for me, uh, before um, online role playing games, like that was massive for me. Yeah. Um, and I was very invested in that community. And I, you know, at certain points, obviously, I think I did take it too far and was taking away from life because uh-huh. I was playing too much. But at the same time, I feel like there's a billion people with similar stories. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. But at the same time, hopefully all of those people can recognize what's worthwhile and what's not. That would actually be an interesting podcast for you and Kirsten to talk about is the grand world of MMORPGs. Um, MMO. I mean, she's playing again, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would just be interesting because you both come from a background of being able to know about that world. Right. And how in-depth and how consuming it can be. Yeah, so, I could still talk literally for hours about yeah, that. So, yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll, maybe we'll make that one in the future. There you go. Um, so uh, we appreciate you all listening. Um, next week, we're going to talk about um, Ireland. 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 Um, because we will be going there. Um, as of this, vi- there. as of this recording, we'll be there. Yeah. Um, but we are leaving uh, kind of mid-June um, to go. And we are going to be kind of talking about what we're going to do on our trip, what we're excited about. Uh, maybe if you have any suggestions, uh, obviously they'll be too late. Yeah. But you can email us at generallycasual at gmail.com. I mean, chances are we're probably already doing it anyway. We're spending two weeks there and kind of going all Giants, over the Causeway, place. Giants, Causeway, Giants, Causeway. Cool mineral things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can contact us there. Please share with a friend, like, subscribe to our content as any new view and any new listen helps us out. So thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.